Welcome to the Niagara Sports Hub, where we'll spend 15 minutes talking NFL football and other topical sports with Mike Fisher of Sports Illustrated and Cowboy Nation. This season is sponsored by Niagara, the industry leader in high-performance, high-efficiency toilets for professional contractors like you. Learn more at NiagaraSportsHub.com. Listening to the Niagara Sports Hub. I'm with my co-host Tim Ward. Tim, how you doing today? I'm doing good, JP. How are you? I'm doing good. And uh, we'll bring Mike in. Mike, how you doing today? I'm uh, ready for jibber jabber. <laughs> Last time we talked, we thought uh, Dallas had it in the bag against Denver, and um, they were a little shocking uh, result there. Very oh, sh- they were in the bag, all right. <laughs> oh, they, they went out the night before. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know what they did. And, and I guess when we review the NFL at large, we watch Baltimore lose to a bad Miami team. Yep. We watch Tom Brady go to New Orleans and lose to Simeon? Trevor Simeon. Yeah, Northwestern guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. Oh, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> we, we watch the Rams throw two pick sixes against Tennessee. So um, these things happen. If you're the Cowboys, obviously, you don't want them to happen yeah. twice. And here come the Atlanta Falcons, who, uh, if you aren't just right, you know, they're demonstrating with Matt Ryan and then two new weapons, Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end, who's magnificent, yep. mm-hmm. and Patterson, who we all know. But this is the first time that an offense has really found a way to use him in Atlanta. And uh, Coach Arthur Smith, he's a running back, wide receiver, kick returner, and, and he's he's the guy. He's their team MVP, yeah. I think, in Atlanta. He's also the most valuable free agent in the NFL by far, uh, given bang for his buck. So, yeah, there's still some scary things that even the uh, mediocre Falcons can do. Yeah, Cordell Patterson was on the Bears uh, the last few years, and he was always like the Swiss Army knife of uh, players. He could return kicks and run and catch. But I think they've kind of zeroed in on him and used him uh, properly to get the you know, the optimum uh, results from him. You you guys saw him yeah. a lot with the Bears. He he was he was like a, a yeah. gimmick yeah. guy, though, right? Okay, but now he's yeah. a running back. He's, you know, and, and everything else that he can do. Uh, it's weird watching 84, you know, this tall, you know, he's got to be six, yeah. three and a half, right? And weighed 230, and then he, ru- he can run like a sprinter, uh, and he's built like a tight end. And then there he is in, in the backfield as a running back. And it's not a gimmick yeah, anymore. I mean, I know you're, you'll be happy to hear this, but he's on Tim's fantasy team. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 I picked wisely, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing him this weekend in, in person. But, yeah, it's weird that, De- that Atlanta has finally found a way to use him because the Bears certainly couldn't use him when they had him. So going back to last yeah, week's true. game, I just wanted to touch on something. Um, I, I couldn't see the game. It wasn't in our market, the Dallas-Denver game. But um, I was watching it on my like the stats on the phone, and it would say, Dak Prescott, incomplete pass to the left. Incomplete. I mean, was it just a matter of rust or just not playing? Or what, what was going on with with him? One of the funny things is, and we do this in team sports, and we always have, and there'll never be an answer, when we say, oh, they came out yep. flat. How how can fifty three guys all be flat at the exact same yeah. time? That mm-hmm. that's impossible. And yeah. so 
That's the trite cliche we use. The fact is, they didn't come out flat. The very first play of the game was a magnificent kickoff return from Tony Pollard. They, they, they didn't come mm-hmm. out flat at all. Uh, they marched down the field, and then they go for it on fourth and one, maybe arrogantly. They don't check out of a run when there's, there's Denver lined up to stop the run. They got, you know, 11 guys mm-hmm. in the box, and Dak probably shouldn't have checked out of that. And so Denver outcoached them, if you will, on that play. They didn't come out flat because they had a big kick return and they yeah. marched down the field. So that that excuse is bogus. Um, this team obviously is not used to noon games because they're, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if the NFL could, they would put the Cowboys on uh, every Sunday night at 720, every yep. night. Yep. Uh, but but the other teams might not like it. The other teams would make more money if they did, but they wouldn't like it. That That's a viable debate point, except I don't know about you guys, but like I was yeah. ready. So I don't think there is an easy pinpoint. Russ isn't Russ isn't good enough. Now, he did say yesterday, we talked to Dak. He said, you know, I went back and looked at the film of it. My footwork wasn't very good. So I worked on footwork mm-hmm. this week. So if, so if your footwork is bad, does that count as rushed? Yeah, yeah. That, that, could be, that could be that. But, you know, he did have a full, basically a full week of practice leading up to the week. So I just think the more viable excuse is uh, bleep happens. I think that's that's well, really one of my favorite things is, uh, you know, are they motivated or what would motivate them? Or, oh, somebody said something during the week that's going to motivate them. And I feel like if I'm out on the field and like a 300 pound man is going to smash into me, I think that's motivation enough to play, <laughs> to play the best I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not very happy as a Rams fan that Odell Beckham Jr. is now in our locker room yeah Yeah. it's it's interesting that they would go out i mean the von miller pickup from denver i see i understood that not a bad uh decision but obj in the locker room i just he can be a cancer i'm just worried about that and cam's back in carolina that's an interesting story in itself all right so cam newton uh cam newton's the easy one they they don't have any they didn't have any Mm -hmm. choice in carolina uh they they're they're desperate for help. They they had a meeting with Cam to kind of uh, patch up the old wounds. Uh, I think there is an NFL understanding that it's not that Cam Newton's a bad guy or a distraction or a or that the fact that he seems like kind of a goofball is a problem. Yeah. Bill Belichick uh, made that clear. He said Bill he, Bill Belichick endorsed him as a person and as a player, and that's good enough for me. But when it came time for Mac Jones to be given that job this year. Bill Belichick didn't keep Cam around as a backup. And that's that's the issue. Cam, the, the reason that other teams didn't sign Cam Newton to be their backup is because they believe that he won't be mm-hmm. comfortable with that. that. That he'll go out every day and try to beat out mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, to beat out Matt Ryan. And that's not what they that's not what those teams need. It's interesting that Washington and Ron Rivera, who had him in his MVP days in Carolina. He doesn't want Cam Newton to come and beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick and yeah. Taylor Heineke. Uh, so maybe maybe Ron Rivera knows something yeah. that the rest of us should heed. But Carolina knows him well, and that'll be fun. I tend to agree with you on OBJ. I don't think it's going to be as fun as observers mm-hmm. think it will. Uh, it's, it's an interesting list, what they've done in the last, whatever, four years under McVay. I mean, yeah, McVay. I mean, they go – they have assembled an incredible fantasy team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have. But they're but they haven't been good yet. 
Not yet. Not really. I did a comparison this morning on our fish report on YouTube, a receiver that most people are not particularly familiar with, Michael Gallup, who the Cowboys hope comes back from his calf injury this week after basically missed the last eight weeks. Michael Gallup's better than Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. He's better. If the Rams had somehow signed Michael Gallup, there would be no, there would be no big headlines. It wouldn't be on the cover of magazines. Nobody would barely notice, but Odell Beckham Jr.'s numbers the last three years, both of them excluding this year, are almost exactly the same as Michael Gallup's. He's got 13 touchdowns in the last three years. This is not 2015 when, when Odell Beckham Jr. was a spectacular player for his first three years in the league. That was seven mm-hmm. years ago. And since then, all he's done is whine his way out of the employ of the Giants and now the Browns. And the first game that the Rams don't throw him the ball, he's going to do it again. And that's the problem with Odell Beckham. It it looks really good on paper, but it's never actually worked well, on the, a team. The issue for me with the well, the head scratcher for me with the Rams is isn't their wide receiver core good? I mean, they got Cooper Cup. I think he's leading the league in everything. And they got uh, Robert Woods. They got Van Jefferson. They got Tyler Higg. I mean, why do you need another? guy with well like we said it's kind of a head case and they had deshaun jackson but they let deshaun jackson walk yeah i i do think that there's there's some uh there there is a movement where players are getting a a, a bigger and louder voice and so i wonder if you know matt stafford and aaron donald go to mcveigh and say Mm -hmm. let's go get him i wonder if the rams then listen to that voice and move that way but this is not uh, this is not nearly as earth-shaking. I mean, this isn't even close to uh, the Von Miller edition. Exactly. Not even close. Yeah. Von Miller, especially if they use him just right, which means not on every single, you know, use him in spot duty, I think. Von, Von Miller can, can still wreck mm-hmm. your offense. Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't wrecked a defense mm-hmm. in seven years. Mm-hmm. I think it's flashy and fun and potentially terrible. As a Rams fan, I, I as a Rams fan, I don't want flashy. I don't want fun. I just want a damn Super Bowl, and I don't think he helps us get there. Is he? I mean, you watch. Is he a better player at this point than Jefferson? I don't no. Think so. Or did he just make one spectacular catch on a primetime game against the Cowboys? In by the way, a game that the Giants mm-hmm. lost. Yep. Usually, when they call something the catch, it's because it resulted in a playoff win. Not in a regular season loss. It's preposterous. But the, the, the New York media did that. And in a sense, they did that to him. Um, he, he was victimized in a lot of ways uh, in his own head by his own singular one night, one time, one catch success. Well, it reminded me of last night where that offensive lineman caught the the uh, touchdown that was called back. And God, everyone just went crazy over it. And after the game, they said they were going to give him the game ball. And it was an illegal man downfield. So I don't know. It was just nuts. And and again, I think, you know, we went nuts for that on social media. And now it'll go away. For sure. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. somehow never quite went away, even though he only kind of did one thing. You know, the Bears game uh, against Pittsburgh on Monday night, um, there were some calls that, I don't know. There was one against this guy, Cassius Marsh, which I love the name, but it just doesn't match the face of this guy. But yeah. um, 
you know, he was called for taunting, which, you know, you could call it. He looked at the bench. He did a stupid move. But then I swear that the ref, like, backed into him, which that didn't have any bearing on the call, it was said. But I don't know. And then last night there were a couple calls, and then and I heard uh, Troy say that he had hoped that um, someday that they would be able to review those calls and penalties. And I know your stance on reviews, but do you agree with that? No, Troy. Yeah. No. We, we that that means we need that means we need to more we need to referee the referees who referee yeah. the referees. Yep. You don't think that's a yeah. little excessive? What 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 that ref did with the hip check, Tony Corrente. Was it Tony yeah. Corrente? Is that his name? Corrente. Yeah. Um, he he did he did the exact opposite of what I guarantee he's been trained mm-hmm. to do his whole life. It is not his job yeah. to be in the spotlight, and and he thrust himself into the spotlight. You, we can argue whether or not he actually mm-hmm. hip checked the player. I don't know. Who knows? But his throwing of the flag, he he acted like he was taking a champagne bottle and launching a ship in 1887. Like it was the most dramatic thing that had ever yeah. happened in his life. And we have discussed this before. And I know this is a little bit old man syndrome of me, but the umpire that just signals strike three, you're out, is yeah. my umpire. The umpire that does it like Leslie Nielsen yeah. did in the... Naked gun yeah. movies where he's doing back handsprings and signal. Just, I don't, I don't, the, the sports sport doesn't need to know who Tony Corrente is. Yep. His own mom shouldn't even know that he's refereeing a game, but boy, we know it now because he decided that he, you know, he turned it into a drama. He turned it into uh, guys and dolls yeah. singing in the rain. He turned it into a, a, a musical, a, a singing and dancing and waving flags. That's not refereeing. Hey, Tim, who was the um, the umpire that Ed West? Is it Ed? Ed is West. It Ed West. Is it Ed West? Joe West. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Joe West. Com- Joe West. Country. Joe West. How, yeah. How about Joe yeah. West. He was kind of like that yeah. guy. He made it more about him than. Okay, and again, and again, I just did it. I don't follow baseball very closely. I know that his nickname is Cowboy Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's he, he might think that's good, but I think that's bad. I think that's bad that a baseball umpire has a nickname that the most casual yeah. fan knows. That is See? not good yeah. for the sport. Proof, proves our point right yep. here. So anyway, let's uh, finish up. Uh, we're almost, you know, I, I guess we're halfway through the season, and like we just talked about, you know, Baltimore losing last night. Um, the Rams losing, you know, Kansas City. I, I Chiefs look yeah, like I don't know what's going on with they them. look like shit. What do you What do you think uh, the rest of the year? Who do you Who do you kind of think is going to come out of the pack here? Well, we have said on this show that by by this time, you, you start to recognize who you are as a team, and I still mm-hmm. do believe that. We've had some unusual circumstances that maybe have mm-hmm. robbed us of that. I don't I don't know where I don't know what Kansas yeah. City is. I know that their offensive line seems shaky, and I know that their defense continues. Uh, their defense is not good. Yeah. I, I think we've established that. But Patrick Mahomes is continuing to have a struggling year, and it just when you watch him, it just doesn't seem real. It just seems like yeah. that's going to get fixed. So I, we don't know what they are. The Rams are ever changing, so they're they're a they're an unbaked cake. Well, I was going to say, what about Dallas and the Packers? Yeah. Uh, certainly the same thing with, with Dallas, where coming off the loss as they did, uh, you get to question what they are. I think we have a pretty good idea what Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is. I think that's pretty established. Yeah. Don't you guys yeah. agree? 
I do. I think they're uh, waiting for the playoffs. Yeah, and and they're they they know what I think they know what they are. They they've been there before. They know not to panic if something went wrong. Baltimore, Baltimore's defense looked looked like it wasn't very good. And Miami last night looked like they solved Baltimore's offense. Yeah, Baltimore yeah. looked Baltimore's offense to me to my eye looked really confused last night. And Brian Flores and that uh, that group down in Miami. They they did something right on defense because they absolutely confounded yeah. uh, the, the brilliant player who is that Baltimore quarterback. I feel like I could have gotten open on some of those passes against uh, the Baltimore defense. <laughs> well, and then you have a yeah. team like Buffalo go down to Jacksonville and just stink it up horribly. Mm-hmm. So who's Buffalo? You know who? Right. I, I'm not sure what the hell that was last weekend. Now I think I, I think that we know what Buffalo is. I I think. I think the Buffalo thing is a lot like the Dallas thing where because they're coming off that particular outing, we wonder, but ultimately uh, I, I have, I have a lot of confidence that, that Buffalo, Buffalo is going to win home games in the playoffs. I'll tell yeah. you, I, yeah. I, I, no matter who they play and Tampa Bay is going to win home games in the playoffs. I believe that too. Beyond that, yeah, I, I would say there's still a lot to Mitch be determined. Mitch Trubisky, my friend, Tim. They need to bench Josh Allen for Mitch Trubisky. Get him in there. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to I think happen. it might actually be, you know, the Atlanta Braves thing where, you know, you just get hot at the last few games of the, the year or into the playoffs. You know, Tennessee. Yeah. You know, Tennessee is a team that I could see Tennessee rolling, running the table as well. And isn't it weird that Tennessee, we still have some faith in them, even though they lost the guy that helps them run the table, yeah. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Exactly. Um, but what they did to the Rams looked real. And uh, their receiving crew, obviously, if everybody's healthy, is spectacular. So, yeah, put them on the list, too. And at the end of the day, I think Vrabel's – there's something about Vrabel that just comes across that this guy gets it. He's one of those player coaches that just – is down and dirty and make sure all the X's and O's line up for that game plan. I, I just, I'm a Mike Vrabel fan. Yeah. Sometimes you get a guy like him. Um, Dan Campbell of the lions comes to mind who is just yeah. all meathead. <laughs> and I think Mike Vrabel is, I think Mike Vrabel is half meathead. Yes. I, I, th- I think he's also got a, a, an intellectual football side. And, and again, it, it's, if you find that guy, then you've got something special and, and yeah, may, maybe they have that in Tennessee. Well, Mike, thanks for jumping on again. Uh, I know we kind of emailed you last minute here, but it's always great to talk sports with you. Well, I, yeah, I enjoyed uh, the chance to do it. And of course, the chance to uh, represent yeah. Niagara uh, and, and have fun with you guys in the hub. It's, uh, it, it's always great. So uh, yeah, tell the world, definitely. because I really do believe that, 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 again, and you guys create this atmosphere where, we're just three three guys sitting in a bar, or in this case, mm-hmm. in a coffee shop, and and we're kicking it around with some level of know how. We well, hope. also uh, Tim is uh, planning to go to the game on Sunday, so maybe you guys yep. can. I will be at the game on Sunday, and I might actually get to meet the uh, famous Mike Fisher. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Message message me, and I'll come yeah. running. We'll do that. Tim can go up in the press. <laughs> Sounds box. great. I'll get you a mechanical hub badge, Tim. You can go up in the press box and. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll have a great right, weekend, Jets. and we'll talk uh, again soon next week. All right, All right fellas. Ya. Thank you.